What up, what up, what up, what up, beautiful people? You know what it is. It's your boy Keanu Banks back in the building inside the arsenal. I'm here, you here, we here. You know how we do. Anyways, man, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Um, this is this is definitely part two now of 20 things I've learned since 10 years ago. I guess you would say since 2010. And um Number two on this list, I titled this work, 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 work. Now, you might know the song. You might start singing it in your head, and that's fine and dandy. And there's nothing wrong with work. However, back in 2010, 11-ish, I technically, that was the last time I had what people would consider a job. Or if you ever, if you grew up in the great era of the 90s and stuff and you watched Martin, a jobby job, um, I actually... Well, that was the last time I worked, worked for somebody and was doing something that didn't enjoy, but had to be done at the time. I had, you know, recently hit rock bottom as the last podcast probably told you. And then I had to regroup and move home. And so one of my, my boys, who's like a brother to me, was like, I can get you a job where I'm working in this call center for this uh, company. And I was like, man. All right, because I just needed a job. And a lot of times, you know, people tell you it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I will vouch for that. Um, There's a a plug to that, even with fitness, but I'll have to tell you all about that another time. However, I believe that to be true. Um, So anyways, I started working in this call center and it was literally like I think I was getting like eleven dollars an hour. And to my soul was dying on the inside. Like, no lie. It was bad. And, you know, the hours weren't horrible. If I remember correctly, something like 11 to 6 or 7 or 8 or something like that. But anyways, um, you know, calling people, cold calling, I guess, if you will, and like reading off this screen and just sitting in this cubicle And part of me was reflecting, asking myself, how did I get here Um, from, you know, partying South Beach and traveling to L.A. and going on cruises and and partying with the who's who's of the industry and going to heat games, you know, I'm saying like for free courtside and all this stuff. To modeling, acting, all these things to like. I'm sitting in the cubicle and I'm calling people just for them to hang up in my face. And I'm nervous AF trying to read off this little screen on the computer. And, and of course, you know, you have a quota to make and it's on this dry erase board and, oh man. And it was just slow death, like no lie. And I'm not knocking anybody. If if that's what you do and you enjoy it, man, kudos to you. I just, uh, for the life of me, couldn't deal. However, um, I showed up every day and I worked and I dressed apart, even though you just dress in and sit behind. (laughs) Just sit in a cubicle and talk on the phone. It really doesn't even make sense. But uh, um, some beautiful people there that work downstairs on the floor, on the showroom floor, if you will, it was like a um, direct buy. So it was a home furnishing mark. And, you know, you got everything in there at cost and you had to be a member and whatever. So some of the I think the assistant manager and, and maybe the owner and some of the other people 
maybe got a sense for my energy or something and 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 they offered me the opportunity to move downstairs you know throwback sitcom was moving on up you know i was moving down but down was the up you know what i'm saying so this would uh, afford me the ability to be able to work with more people with people hands-on um and not just sit behind a, a, a desk or a phone or whatever um to actually interact with humans and learn about home furniture. I learned a lot. So, it, you know, everything has its pros and its lessons. I'm not going to say cons, but, um, you know, the lessons. And, and I learned a lot about flooring and tile and light fixture, anything that can go in the house. Because essentially you, you are helping people furnish their house from nothing to something or from the inside, you know, out from garage doors to windows carpet um electronics all of these things you know for these members but because they were paying so much and i don't know the numbers like that because i wasn't on the sales side but because they were paying so much to be members you know you had to there was a level of expectation and and all these things and so when things were great it was great but when stuff went wrong it was your fault and it don't matter if it was the manufacturer's fault or whoever they every people always even to this day they need somebody to point the finger at so i was one of those people but i enjoyed it um and then somewhere in there it just was i could i just couldn't do it i was like i can't and i don't really like to say i can't do something but it literally was like i i this is a dead end. I didn't like the way I was being treated um, by certain people and whatever. They probably had their own self issues going on now that I look back at it. Um, a lot of us, interestingly enough, are still like social media friends. But um, yeah, one day I woke up and I just couldn't go back in. Like I, I didn't even care. I was like, it's not worth the money. This is not what I want to do with my life. And I'm not telling you to do that. But I was like, I can't do this anymore. Interestingly enough, <laughs> I didn't show up for work, which is rare. I didn't call, which is rare. Um, pretty loyal if I'm doing something. So they sent the police to my mom's house and the police was like, you know, these people are worried about you. They said you didn't come in. You're not answering the phone. And I just looked at him. I said, yeah, I'm here, but I'm done. And he was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I'm just done. Like I, I, I. I appreciate the concern, but I just couldn't go in. And to some people, that might be extremely wrong. That could have been extremely selfish. And that shows, you know, a younger mentality that I had at that point for something that, you know, I could have easily communicated or whatever. And then, you know, I still was trying to figure it out. And I had my aha moment. Um and that was because my outlet still was me working out and working out in my mom's basement. I was doing P90X. Um, my homeboy gave me these DVDs and told me to do it. And my ego was like, man, I ain't doing that. I'm a trainer already. Like, I know what I'm doing. Um, yeah, and I got that, you know what I'm saying? I got my, my, my ass handed to me is what happened in the basement off a of video. And and then shout out to my friend Crystal, Crystal uh, it was bland, but she's married now. So her last name changed. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She reached out to me. I didn't know her. And she uh, presented me with this opportunity to, to become a Beachbody coach. Didn't know what that was. Didn't know what it meant. Didn't know what she was talking about. She just saw me posting and was like, hey, here's this opportunity. 
look into it. I looked into it. I was like, I don't even got the money to attempt to sign up, but a light bulb went off in my head. Like I know people say that it might sound cliche, but it was like this aha moment of this is what you're supposed to be doing. And that's started my transition into learning. Now, let me let me say this because I think sometimes people don't talk about the realness of situations. And for me, it was I was grown number age wise, but I was also living at home with my mom on, the, on trying to reset my life. So there was a lot of things I didn't have to worry about. Like I didn't have to worry about a roof and stuff like that. So I'm not telling people out there to just quit and, and you know, take an opportunity and, and just hope it works or think it's going to work. And it's, the money's going to come overnight because it's not what happened. Although I was extremely passionate about it, I shot out the gate and as far as the business goes, and I didn't know what I was doing. And later that hurt me more than anything because there was no blueprint for me to give to anyone else. I was just like, oh my God, me and my, in my mind, I was like, in my vision, me and my friends that I grew up with, I went to high school with, middle school, whatever. Like we're going to be all successful and healthy and fit and, and we can like build residual income and financial freedom together. That was my vision. That was my, that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I thought was going to transpire. And so I was doing it to the best of my ability. Um, and Crystal and I, no offense to her because she's phenomenal. We were like the blind leading the blind. She didn't really know. And she was just getting on her feet in the business and I was just doing what I thought was right. So getting people together, we were working out in the garage. And that's why I tell people I started in the garage with three people, four people, because that's what happened. And, you know, I'm doing all this stuff, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm making all this money, balling out of control and whatever. So I shoot out the gate. First 90 days I hit like I, I went through the first like three levels of accomplishment, if you will, which at the time. 2010, I think 11, people wasn't really doing that. You know what I mean? Like they wasn't reaching a diamond status in less than 90 days. And I remember Crystal would call me and say, hey, you're like almost diamond, like a couple more people. And I would be like, oh, okay, cool. And get off the phone and be thinking, diamonds? What is she talking about? I didn't know what she's talking about. So it was my fault for not learning the business. I knew I was just passionate about fitness and helping people. And, you know, the products was dope. So and the workouts were phenomenal. It was more of that for me. Like I was like, man, these workouts, I don't care who you are. This stuff will challenge you to the T. And so in the midst of that. I started dating someone and and, and I I took a leap and it was a leap into a black hole. <laughs> this is what it was, man. Uh, I still had some of the. You know, the Miami life in me, I was still randomly doing photo shoots in Seattle and like maybe I could do some modeling stuff up here, some promo work. And uh, yeah, I met somebody who through social media and we linked up and then started hanging out. And then it just I like was like she's like, I could teach you how to make money doing promo work so you don't have to work that job. And so I was like, yeah, man, promo work sounds way more. If I can interact with people, I'm golden. But to sit behind a screen and just read, 
over the phone, bro. This nah, bro. I'm I'm not. That wasn't me. And so I had my aha moment, but you know, building any business takes time. Um, so I I took this leap and was traveling. On the outside, it looked like I was living the life. I'm talking about jet setting. I was in Washington one day. You know what I'm saying? Same day, you know, I'm in Vegas. The next day, Minnesota. Then two days later, three days later, Chicago, whatever. Milwaukee. Uh, one time went to New York. Had never been in New York. Went to New York. Uh, was mad low-key because it kind of rained almost every day. But got to experience some of, of New York, and it was it was cool. And back to Vegas, and I'm everywhere. My whole family, like, bro, what is you doing? My mom was worried about me. Um, because it was just, I just went and the reality of it was like, I was trying to run from my situation to find something that I thought would fulfill me. And it took for me to get far away from home, knowing I had a safety net to be able to come back home whenever. Um, I did get some dope photo shoots, um, especially in Minnesota out of it and, I made a little bit of money doing promo work, but not nothing to talk about like that. And so in the midst of all this, I'm still trying to figure out myself and, and what I'm going to do, uh, you know, moving forward. And eventually everything went dark. The, the so-called relationship was just horrible. Uh, you know, this other person was battling their own demons and their own darkness, which was a lifestyle that is not, conducive and was not congruent with how I live my life. And there's a lot of things involved that I don't deal with and I don't do, but financially I wasn't really in a position to do certain things. But once it all hit the fan, like I literally remember walking to the airport with my suitcase. Like I had two bags and I walked. This is like in the middle of nowhere, Milwaukee, uh, whatever. I walked to the airport and I flew back home and I had to cut that off. And then I went full board like I'm a beach body coach and da, 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 and beautiful things transpired from that. Um, and it's how it's how, you know, it's how I got. And maybe this is more like part two and three. And it's two and three together because there was the work part and then I left the job and then there was this part. And this was me being lost and this was me running. Um, but it looked good on social media, man. <laughs> That's why I don't, I'd be like, yo, don't fall for the highlights of social media. Cause I've been there and it's not all what it's cracked up to be. And so after dealing with that and thinking like, how did I get here? Like, this is not my lifestyle. I don't operate like this. This is stuff I don't even deal with. And here I am dealing with it and why. Um, so let me just count my blessings and, legit be okay with being home and uh and regrouping and so uh i will call this part two and three i i definitely had the work ethic but i hated the job um that i was at and then you know running out and, and traveling and running away from my my real problems or my real obstacles you know the reality is they're going to be there. <laughs> they're going to be there when you get back waiting like, bro, where you been? It's like when you snuck out the house. If you ever snuck out the house as a kid at like high school or something like that to go hang out with your friends or 
chase a little girl or if you like little but whatever it was, right? And you think you did something great and then you get home and you know the whole house is up, your mom, your dad, whoever, and they, you know, they standing there in the doorway or wherever waiting with their arms folded. That's kind of how like the obstacles and the and the stuff you run from are. They just standing there like a gang. Like, what's up? Oh, you oh, you back now. Oh, you thought you could run from us. Nah, bro. You thought we was leaving. Oh, uh-uh. We still here. You want to talk about it? Because we still here. So I learned the hard way, but that this stuff was not going anywhere. And so for anybody out there that's going through some stuff or you running from some stuff, I would highly advise you. It would it would behoove you to turn around and go face what it is, because the more you run or the more you try to mask it or hide it or whatever, you know, you know, when you by yourself alone or you about to lay down at night, you know what it is. And we all have stuff that we battle and we go through. But I'm sharing this because it, it was part of the journey to help me grow. And I think sometimes and I'm not saying, you know. I just think sometimes people see stuff and they think, oh, you got it all figured out. And, you know, if I had what you had or if I look how you look like all this stuff that people say, I'm like, you have no idea. And so when I was on the run, it wasn't me like I'm not saying that I was doing these things, but there was drugs involved and the threat of some ex-boyfriend that wanted to kill the girl. Like just I was just living in fear, like, yo, what you mean this dude looking for you? You know what I'm saying? As guys, as men or whatever, we, you know, we're, we're natural protectors or we should be at least. And then it's like you throw yourself in a situation and you're like, wait, what, what you mean somebody looking for you? Like, why? And there's just all this stuff, man. But the beauty of it is I learned how to do promo work. <laughs> I got some dope photo shoots in places I probably never would have been. I saw some great things. Um, but at the end of the day, it was all empty. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was not, it was what I needed to go through and grow through, but it wasn't. I can look back now and say that it wasn't smart for me to do that because I didn't think about anybody else. I didn't think about how my mom felt that I just quit a job. And then next thing she knows I'm flying all over the United States. And then think about what, you know, what that would do to some of my family members or my friends closest to me that might've been like, bro, what is you doing? But nobody really asked, you know what I'm saying? One of my boys later was like, man, I just thought you was into that type of stuff. I'm like, bro, what? Cause they knew, the girl and they knew what she was about. And I was just oblivious. Like, you know, sometimes you get fooled by the beauty of someone, you know what I'm saying? Or the potential, at least for me, that's something that I've done multiple times. I'm still learning the lessons. It's like, oh, now I know that potential doesn't mean sugar, honey, iced tea. And so that was part of my growth in the last 10 years. And this is like 2010 to 11 when all of this um, transpired. And then I just buried myself in the workouts to because I, I cared for the girl. So I'm not going to sit here and bash her and act like I didn't. So, you know, finding out the things <laughs> that I found out and seeing the things that I saw, uh, you know, I was a bit hurt and damaged and whatever, but I needed to heal. And so I knew that for me, working out was the thing. So I 
just started working out even harder just to, you know, clear my mind and, and, and ease the pain, if you will. And then that's how, that's how me stepping a hundred percent, if you will, into doing group workouts and beach body and all that stuff started. And then from there, more opportunities started showing up and 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 at the same time I was helping my best friend Nate with his comedy show so I had these outlets that were therapeutic for me and that's why I tell people like fitness is therapeutic and working out is therapy and so is laughter but it helped me through the darkest of times and I'm glad I had you know family to lean on and and friends who were like hey you know I know you hurting, but come do this or let's get you out the house or let's go do that. And that was the beginning of the next stages, the beginning of me um, stepping into my purpose, if you will. And so I'm forever grateful for the lessons. You know, I say it all the time, man. First, there's lessons and then there's blessings. And I don't just say it because it sounds good or it kind of rhymes or whatever. I say it because I had to grow through it and I had to learn these things myself. And so for anybody out there that's running or you find yourself in a dark space, you know, emotionally, mentally or spiritually, just know that like there's people that are in your corner, even if you don't think so. And if it's not, then reach out. You could reach out to me. You could reach out. You know what I'm saying? Like just talk to somebody who maybe been through it or at least can understand your pain to some degree or just speak some life into you. You know what I'm saying? I got to give Nate a lot of credit because he was the one person there for me and knew that I was hurt and took time. I, I'll never forget. He was having like a big old, I think it was like a barbecue or his birthday party. It was something big at his people's house. And he was like, yo, just walk with me, talk with me. Like, let's, you know, like this is the game plan. This is what we're going to do to get your mind off of that. And you need that, man. And, and um, you know, so it. These lessons, man, in the last decade have been <laughs> have been intense. Um, but there's beauty on, on coming out of the darkness into the light. And so in the next episode, I'll, I'll tell you all about, you know, me stepping into my purpose and how I got to Arizona and, and uh, what transpired once I got here, because everything was not all smooth sailing, you know, um, so here I am. I'm growing. I'm trying to grow this online business. I don't really know what I'm doing. We got paid every week, but, you know, it's a little money here. I think my first check was like seventeen dollars. You know what I mean? And then, you know, but people telling you, oh, you could do this. Or you could do that. And, you know, so I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and believing it and whatever. And the Kool-Aid was good. I'm not going to lie. And the Kool-Aid worked, too. So let me put that out there. Because a lot of people are very ignorant and they think that multi-level marketing is is a pyramid scheme, which those are illegal. Multi-level marketing is not that. It's almost like just do your research. But if I could put it in the layman's terms, it's like if you love Beats by Dre headphones and Beats by Dre hits you up and say, hey, we'll pay you to promote Beats by Dre, even though you've been promoting them anyway for free or your favorite candy or your favorite cereal or whatever. And the company says, hey, we'll pay you to tell your people about this and tell them to buy it from you instead of just coming directly to us. And you'll get a percentage of that. There's no scam in that. There's no there's no scheme. 
So it's annoying sometimes because I'm like, people crack me up because they have no clue. And I'm people, just so you know, for the record, I'm people. In the beginning, I was like, bro, I'm not doing that. That's the only sound like I didn't think it was a scheme. I just was like, I didn't believe you could make money plugging products and workouts and stuff. I was like, huh? Nah. Till I seen it. And then I seen it and seen it and seen it. I was like, oh, 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 wait, this is real. So just imagine being able to get paid every week. And you get to a point where you can get paid whether you directly sold something or not. Like, what's the scam in that? The lottery is a bigger scam than than that is. And even that's still legal. So, again, before you call something a pyramid scheme, just understand if 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 you're talking about the structure of something, the set the way it's set up, then that's every business on the face of the earth. That's school, that's college, that's your job. There's a CEO and a CFO and a C and the OOO and the OO no no and a and a you know if you go to school, there's a principal and an assistant principal and a vice principal. Like the structure of it, yeah, it's like that. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. If someone owns a gym, there's the gym owner, there's the general manager, there's the director of fitness, there's the director of yoga. Like, if you drew it out, then yeah, is it in the shape of that? Sure. But it's 2020, man. We got to get off of this. Everything's a scam and a scheme, and you haven't even done no research to to understand, especially now with social media. You know what I mean? Um, because you can reach directly out to companies now that at, even if they don't pay you financially, they'll just send you product for free just to promote it on your social media. And if, if your social media is big enough, then then they'll take that and, you know, they'll use it for, um, you know, their marketing or whatever. But if your presence is big enough, they'll pay you to post about it. But ain't nobody calling that a scam or a scheme. So. That's a little side note, a little tangent off of my 20 lessons I've learned since 2010. This is a combined lessons two and three. So the next one I do uh, will be lesson four, and that will be about me stepping into my purpose. And hopefully it will help you learn to step into yours and see how great you really are. So. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Make sure y'all follow my Instagram, Arsenal by Kenyatta. You can DM me if you ever got questions or concerns or anything. Man, I truly appreciate y'all for listening. We getting real close to hitting like 10,000 plays. I'm low-key excited. Why? I don't know. I just feel like it's a little bit of growth and um, maybe some of this stuff is resonating with people. So I'm working on some more guests. I got one lined up for next Sunday and, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll get somebody else in here before that. But we'll see, man. So y'all stay tuned. And uh, I got some big announcements coming. So stay tuned for that. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Peace, love, and fire ants.